are listening to Three Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to Three Beers and a Movie. This is number six yes. of the run. Uh, one of us has been drinking too much today. One of us has needs a drink and is not drunk yet. <laughs> not yet. No. Yeah. So yeah, Richard's had too much. <laughs> too much to drink today, yes. Because I'm off. And you have you need more drinks after yes, drinking the children. It's a stressful day, yeah. Yeah, so I'm Richard Laird. You are? Colin McKay. And where are we again? We are in Raven and Glasgow. Glasgow, yeah, because that's where we always record this now. It seems like it's an hour of new home. This is a regular. Uh, today we are drinking Richard's. I was drinking, I don't know what it's called because I've forgotten what it was called. Um, I was drinking West for a while today. Um, I drank something in here that I've now forgotten the name of. But it was a five or a pint. It was a five or a pint, it was nice. <laughs> and now I'm drinking Brooklyn, Brooklyn Lager again. And you are on? I am on Anderson Gun today, which is a thing Scottish. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad land. What's the actual beer called? The actual beer's called Anderson Gun Original. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I thought, oh, that's, this is where it all began. And it comes in at a tasty point. We can call this try to catch up with me apparently. Yeah, so I think a few of these are evening for this. I think the Brutal Lag is 5.2, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's a doing alright. Um, so movies we saw last week, I saw The House. Okay. I saw Respectable Me 3. Okay. I also saw Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the main event. Um, did you see anything else? Uh, I've, got, well, I've seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I know we don't usually do this, but I'm going to find Okja. I also have that in the list as well. I saw that as well. Okay. Um, and you also saw Gifted. Are you going to see that? Oh, I saw Gifted last week. Okay, we talked tonight last week, did you enjoy Gifted? Um, I did enjoy Gifted, I did a lot, lot better than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes. Um, his face impressed me. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, really pleased that he's acting as a villain. There was a few scenes where he was doing jests as the Captain America does. Yes. And I was like, yes, kind of Captain America, sitting being serious. Um, but no, it was a really, really sweet movie. The wee girl's use of last week was absolutely brilliant. She did, she did all over, not, not annoyingly at all. Not annoyingly at all, but she was really, really good. Um, Chris Evans rocks it. Um, I don't know the girl was. She was talking to her, um, her name was, she's, she's a great name, she's indespicable me, her name's Jenny Slate. She was good. She's also one of the toys she was shagging um, John Hamm. Right. I don't know if she is, but she might be, and if she is, we're happy for her. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, Gifted, Gifted was a really, really sweet movie. Um, not TV movie, basically, yeah. Yeah, it kind of made slightly better by the money phone at it. But um, yeah, it's a good yeah. movie, I would recommend people go see it. Yeah, interesting guy doing that, Mark Webb, is doing Dun Spider-Man, and he's also doing Spider-Man, and now someone else on it. Kind of funny way of doing Spider-Man. It's so, it's so perfect, isn't it? Yeah. It's so genius. People with the name shoot picked to watch my films. I like to think a guy called like James Patriot, and he can do Captain America, you know? <laughs> Um, oh, Rogers, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Is it Steve Rogers out there? We don't know. I'm sure it is. But anyway, so this week we'll start with the films I saw that are going over very briefly because not many were worth actually watching. Um, I had The House. Is that a horror? No. I mean, in, in many ways it is a horror. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be a comedy. Uh, oh, right. House is on where? Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, Jason Manzoukas, um, directed by Andrew J. Cohen, who is his first film he's written, he's um, directed, but he has written Bad Neighbours, which was actually barely expected. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, quite funny. And he also wrote Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. You quite like that one, yeah. This one, very basic story, and it is Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler are married. They have a daughter. She's going to college, going to a very expensive college she goes into. They want to put her through college. They can't afford to put her through college because they've not saved any money. But rather than admit that to the daughter, and put her to some other random college, they have to find other ways to make money. 
and the only way they can do it is rather than sell a very nice expensive looking house and yet offer a council pool of bursaries that they're going to put banking on that essentially that they've got a local, local government doing a bursary scheme of the outstanding student in the scholarship in the in the community um, they, they don't want that they, they pull that so they can't go with that so rather than selling a very very nice fancy house or finding money in other way which they do try to make a loan but other than that there's nothing else to try they say no way to make money is to open an illegal gambling ring um, in the town okay sure there's other ways there, there must that's the point this is, this, that's the premise of the whole thought I'm going to, there must be other ways and easier ways to, get to make money yeah. for example she's not working like Amy Poehler's not working in the film therefore she'll get, get her a job and she might go make yeah, do something that way anyway so we start with Will Ferrell who we all know from some many great things Anchorman Anchorman as well um, people don't like I like people like it I don't like it as much as Step Brothers I'm not a huge fan of it see I prefer Tiger Like a Knight which is good as well yeah and also Blades of Glory I really like as well Elf I think is Elf is one as well Jason High Bob Strike Back he's in that as well he plays plays a cop he's in that yeah he's in this also Amy Poehler who I'm not a fan of you don't like Amy Poehler don't like convincing I think he's awesome Mean Girls he's fantastic she's really a wee small role Mean Girls which is very funny in that um, Inside Out also uh, she played one of the voices in that excellent in that um, on TV she's in Parks and Rec which um, I'm getting great reviews I've never actually sat down and watched it but apparently I should watch it um, and also she's in Sisters with um, Tina Fey Tina Fey and her are sort of the writing partners there so yeah. it's a double act with them and I, really enjoy, I actually enjoyed that film more than I really should have I laughed my ass off at that film what I'm thinking just now straight off about Tina is I would have doubts over the chemistry between Feral Girl they work okay together. Yeah. They're not bad together. They're both pretty good improv guys, Robert Michael. They're very good improv yeah. comedians. Um, so they work quite well with that. You've also got a guy called Jason Manzoukas, you know this guy? No. You will recognise him from about a thousand different comedies. Okay. Um, he's kind of in Bad Neighbours, Dirty Grandpa, he's a kind of big, kind of deep voice, kind of big shaggy hair kind of guy. Um, I know from a TV show called The League, where he's just ridiculously brilliant in it. He's insanely funny in this show. He's sort of like the guy who's, he's the, um, um, the condo which everyone goes through, he's sort of the, 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 um, the guy who, who, who sort of gives them the, the idea of it all of a sudden and sort of continues to do it. Um, Poehler and Ferrell Fer- work really well together. Mazzucas has got some funny lines. The problem with this is the problem with most American comedies of the past. I'm going to say five, six, seven years. There's no coherent story. It's a series of small Saturday Night Live skits that they try and coerce into some sort of film. Um, all the best bits on the trailer, it doesn't really gel at any point, and it really is a film that the, the talent on screen is totally very, very good, but never really condescends into a good film. Oh, it's, I mean, it's 88 minutes. Does it feel? It, no, it doesn't feel like a long film. I mean, it does it move pretty quickly, so that's, that's a, that's a big saving grace of it, yeah. Um, but it got me thinking that Will Ferrell really has not done a good comedy for a while. You know, like, Step Brothers about 2008. That's 10 years of, like, a real, kind of, real bad run of comedies. last year with Marky Marks? What was that? Dad's one? Daddy's home. Yeah, that it was wasn't great yeah, either. Yeah, I mean, it made a shit ton of money. Yeah, but it's kind of scary that it made the second one because the first one was not impressive at all. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it made a lot of money. I, the difference this one is this one has made ridiculously low money. Right. Um, I think the opening for the even the, I think one of the lowest openings he had was for the other guys, which I quite find, find really funny. Yeah, was about thirty-three million. Right. This ended up opening of eleven million. 
scores a, a good chunk below what he's expected from that right there. So, because you've got, you've got the two main stars of big, big names. Yeah. Why is it not? I think just the trailer wasn't very good and the film premise just wasn't, people didn't feel that interest in it. I know it's not true. Yeah. Don't go and see it. It's not. I mean, it's not a major release at the one time, so it's not like it's sort of um, had a bad review. Type. I mean, it had bad review, but it came after the, after the release of it, but yes, yeah, just people just stayed away from it in droves. And not only here, but in America as well. It's, all, it's really hard, it's just not really performed at all, so. Okay. Take a look, do we have a Netflix movie or do we get Maybe you want to watch it at home, you maybe enjoy it at home, but to be honest, I found it really, really poor, and I would be struggling to watch it again. On the whole, uh, it's a it's a two star film. You know, it's not great. It's I said Netflix. If you want to watch a Netflix film, you do not waste your money watching cinema. See this yeah. thing. Okay, yeah, I'm not going. No, you're not going to go see it. No, I don't think you were, so don't waste your time. Let's do one more. Sorry, go. Continue, sorry. Two stars. Two stars. Two stars. I said that. Yes. Two star film. Two star film. Absolutely. Yeah. That's two stars at best. Well, fair you. Sort of he needs to do, he needs to, he needs something good, but I don't think it's his fault. It's a general problem with American comedy right now. It's really struggling at this point in time. Okay. Well, Baywatch is another example of it. I think he absolutely has. He's clearly a great comedian, yeah, and he clearly he knows comic timing. Right. But yet he needs I don't know if he's a better strip, but he's a better idea. He needs to be inspired, I think, to make something. Do you think he's this day and age is Leslie Nielsen? I mean, you could, I mean, you could argue that, yeah. I mean, I guess he could be Leslie Nielsen today. That's kind of how I see him now. Had a, had a, over he, that mantle. They had like a 10 year run where they were like, yeah, everything is genius, and after that, it's like just a real just seed just of shit. Yeah, he's kind of Possibly, yeah. yeah. He's still planning a lot of money on movie world sales, to be honest. No, because Anchorman 2 is one of the most horrific pieces of thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Elf, Elf 2. Elf 2, maybe, yes. Elf, Elf, anything Elf, other. Right, you know, just let Will Ferrell. I mean, let Will Ferrell do something he's passionate about. This this both feel like everybody on the screen was, enjoy, was enjoying the company they were in, but there really was a phoning in aspect to this film. Yeah. Nothing, no, special. nothing special at all about it. Okay. okay, moving on. Moving on, sir. Um, Despicable Me 3. Okay. okay. I like the Despicable Me I've not seen this one. I've seen one and two. Okay. I've seen the Minions movie and I love them all. Directed by Kyle Baloa and Pierre Coffin, with a great name. Pierre Coffin. Pierre Coffin. <laughs> um, I'm going to call him Coffin because it's a better crowded name. Um, they directed the first two as well, so they've also they've been interested in the rest one again. Um, the story again is very simple. Um, Gru, Gru is been kicked out of the League of Villains or something. No, he's in the League. It was, it's the other. It's the good people he's with. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, kicked he's out. Right. Kind of, can't capture a villain um, called Balthazar Brat. Okay, okay, who's like sort of an eighties TV star <laughs> who's now taking on a persona um, of the kind of played on TV. Um, he's kicked out of that. When he gets kicked out, his brother, his twin brother, gets in contact with him to become a villain again. And the story takes place from that. Does he know he had this one? No, he didn't. Okay, how come? His mum and dad, parent Travis said, mum and dad gave, like, each, they both had, they had twins, one took one other to the other one. Okay. On and all, no one would interfere. Oh, broken family, that's Broken family, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, great TV, yeah. <laughs> um, so again, it stars Steve Carell as Drew and Drew. Okay. You've got custom wig. She is the wife, she's like the main girl on it. you get Trey Parker as well from yeah, South Park, yeah. He plays Balthazar Brat and a myriad of other voices who you'll recognise from yeah. You're really going like, I know that voice from something else, yeah. And of course the Minions, so? Minions as well, yes. Um, it's a standard sequel. There's nothing particularly 
and breeze in it, there's nothing better genre defining in it. It looks lovely, it looks very nice, they've stuck to the kind of artwork they have in it, it's, it's, it's nice, it, it works really well. Um, the minions steal the film obviously because they are the minions, they're very very funny in it. But happily, they're not in it a lot. Yeah. They're in it a lot, they're in it a good chunk, but not over egging it. They don't steal it, take the movie for this. Yeah, because like, that's not, not a minions movie with No, because I mean, that's not the minions movie, and I was really thoroughly bored by it because it was just all minions, and I was like, I don't give a shit about the minions. I mean, they're, they're alright, but in the space of an hour and a half film, I don't, even, I don't need to know, like, I can't understand them for a start. So you have a fucking heart. I have a heart, I like the I minions. I the minions. I like the minions, but not for an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, no. Minions, the minions are beautiful. Not for an hour and a half. I was watching for two, two and a half days. They do sort of great on you after a little while. <laughs> you like them, okay? Um, <laughs> it's definitely one for the family. It's it's a nice film. It's if you take if you take kids to it during summer break, which we're having now, then by all means take them out to it. It's no issue at all. Very very family friendly. There's nothing in it at all to be offensive. No, the crude stuff is like you know farting jokes like you know stuff kids are okay with. Um, we saw it on like a, on like a Sunday night at like nine o'clock or something like that. So no, that's a quite a fudgy cinema. A lot of kids in it as well. So that's really nice. Yeah, people do. And we went and seen the last film when we talked about Spider Man the other day there. That cinema screen was relatively full, but there's tons of kids and all these, they're all flying into the minions. Like, people are just loving the minions, people just love the minions, you know, it's like, it's amazing how much money these films make. Um, Fantasy like is making more money than the minions film as well, so it's obviously, I would not be surprised, it's just, we're not surprised if we get a, a Despicable Me 4. Have they set up for the full film? Not really, but they don't get longer set up either. Well, they have set up for, for a, a Despicable Me 4, yeah. There's so definitely something there, and it wouldn't take much to make a 4 movie out of it. No, they're not fucking scripted anyway. No, they're not. It's a, it's a I would say a two, maybe, no, that's a harsh, two stars harsh. It's, be, it's definitely better than the house. Um, it's a three star movie. Three star movie? Yeah. It's not bad for an animated film. An animated film, it's completely, it's completely harmless. Yeah. And it's enjoyable in that respect. You can put it made off for about an hour and a half. And it just smile. I giggled more, I giggled four or five times on it, which again, yeah. if you were in a comedy, that's what you need for a comedy. That's worth the ticket price. Right? Exactly, yes. Definitely. Um, the next film that we're going to talk about is. Um, technically not a cinema release, although it did get some cinema releases. Like, not anywhere north of Carlisle, I don't think, though. Um, and it's quite sporadic, but it's a film called Kaja. Kaja, you got one called Okja. I like the movie, right? People call it Okja, Okja, Okja. Okja, Okja. It's a lot of films. Different name, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Netflix release. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from a director called Ju Hong Bong. Mm-hmm. And he did The Host. Yeah, which had great. Or he did Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, phenomenal movie, yeah. Good. Didn't get any release over here, it's final DVD. It is a phenomenally good film. Okay. Um, the story of this one is Okja is a giant pig hippo dog. It's a super pig. Super yeah. pig, yeah. Who can bread and all to basically make meat. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Doing yeah. experiments to create 10 super pigs. 27 super pigs. 27, sorry, and the one you give it 10 years. Yes. See which one is the best super pig. Yeah, first base, and then after that time, that's what one will use to replicate to build a meat chain of super pigs. Because we're going to have food on, on Earth for like 10 years in the future, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Okja is the pig that's given to the Japanese family. Korean, Korean family. And the wee. You're racist, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you saw East of Russia is basically you saw. South of Rota. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Korean, I believe, because he is Korean as well. It was John Soul as well. Yes, it is. We get all raised as a pig, she becomes friends with a pig. They attach the pig, yes. Kind of shows you the bonds and kind of shoots and stuff like that. And then they decide that Rota 
Uh, the winner goes back to Seoul. Yep. No, no, New York. New York. Seoul first, and then New York. Yep. Um, and that's that's the story kicks off. Well, that's, that's the story kicks off, and you realise there's another more darker purpose to the the beating purpose. Yeah. Because at the start of the movie, you're laughing, you're chuckling, you're like, "That's so sweet," but then you're like, "Fuck me!" Yeah. At the start, it's got a real kind of peace dragon feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really cute, lovely, nice film. And then it turns a corner. Really? Yeah. Like, holy shit! This is this is this is darkness. This is real darkness. Also features. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal in a very caricatured role. He is basically Steve Irwin meets Timmy Mallet. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. Fun, yeah, he's a lot of fun. You can tell us what Tilda Swinton was a mean Who was Tilda Swinton it up in a most Tilda Swinton way. She was totally against She was loving what she was doing. You've also got Paul Dano. Paul Dano was who is not creepy. It wasn't creepy, but he still looks weird. He still looks weird. He looks like a serial killer, there's no doubt about it. He is definitely a serial killer at heart. But he did he, this is probably his least creepy movie. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's the animal liberation. Animal life, yeah. yeah. You've also got Si Hong Han, who plays a young girl. Yeah. Who doesn't know much from anything else. She was really good. She was very good in it. You also got Lily Collins, who was the redhead of the girl. And it's, you know, well, you're five, I'll buy your next drink if you know who her dad is. Lily Collins? Fuck off, I'm not saying No. Well, he's greatest drummer. I can, no, I can't <laughs> fucking stand him, man. I'm not going to mutter his name. Anyway, that's Phil Collins. Okay, I will say it, it's Phil Collins' daughter. That's Phil Collins' daughter, yeah. I kind of don't like her by default for a fucking dance. I thought she was very nice in it. No, she's Phil Collins' daughter. Yeah, she's Phil Collins' daughter. 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 She's Cinema releases as well, so we're sitting there. Not much, though. I mean, I mean, I mean that's the point of this film. That's why we include it. Normally, we're going to thank you, this podcast. Don't only be filmed, we've seen the cinema. We're talking about this film deserved a full cinema release. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a sad that Netflix hasn't got to that point where it's putting stuff on its own channel, which is fine, nothing wrong with that. But I want to see the cinema. But that is a, is a cinematic movie. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cinematic movie. Um, what really got me was um, the CGI. Netflix exists right now. The film is made. I just wish it did get cinema because I would love to see this film in cinema. Yeah. You know, the same way we saw Monster Calls at the start of the year, yeah. or we saw Peace Dragon. Was that last year? Was that last year? These are the films, it's a proper heartwarming film. This is not a kids' film, any stretch. Oh, shit. No, no. But it's definitely a really heartwarming film. Swears more than me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's heartwarming but also destructive at the same time. Very destructive. And the film you should see in the cinema. Yeah. But if you're at home, you've got Netflix, definitely watch it. It's totally worth watching. Oh, Veggie because of it? No. No, because I'm the same. Uh, bacon. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, it's like, thanks for me. As long as you don't try and feed me Omcha, I'm okay. You know, like, as long as you give my food a name, I'm alright to eat meat. But just don't personalise it. I, I, like, I, I do my range out of 10. I, I would give it a solid 7 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically, I mean, I would probably 4 stars, yeah. definitely, yeah. Brilliant. 
Yeah, um, it loses me a little bit in the middle. And the weekend after that, maybe 20-25 yeah. minute run, but it's not going to get kind of on. It might kind of just, yeah, it kind of slows it, it kind of, yeah. it kind of muggies down, it kind of, it kind of bogs down. And stuff. Yeah, the last time, the last Oh shit, man, the last third, the, the final third is like, unbelievable, right? yeah, it really is absolutely brutal. The first half, you've not got Netflix, fucking bothersome as a kid to watch this. Like, yes. It's, it's really worth seeing. It's worth seeing. And the guy, the, the director, who's in tune for Pong Bo, football shop, Pong Bong, sorry, the guy you want to be an eye on, he's here, he's playing, he's going to write a story. If you've not seen Ghost, catch that. Ghost is phenomenal. Ghost is Ten years now? Ten years close to that, yeah. Also, Snowpiercer was out like five years ago. What's Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer is a train going round the world after the apocalypse. Yes, and the train is sort of like split into um, the rich at the front, the poor at the back, and it's sort of, and it's like the people try to take over the train essentially. It is an amazingly good film. It's hard to think it didn't get released in Britain, and no one actually put um, a distribution right on it in Britain. It's a film starring Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, um, Ed Harris as well. No deal flyers, it's unbelievable no deal flyers. I think working title might be the kind of company that do that. Yeah. But I think they're kind of obviously they went defunct recently, they were yeah. struggled recently, so maybe they're the that's a good place for it. Track it down. Track it down is definitely yeah. worth watching. Hopefully it's a DVD release soon at some point. And with that on to your main event, the one you're looking forward to. Which is Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. Directed by John Watts. Do you know what he directed? He's not got a lot on his resume, had a look. what was his biggest thing? The one he done before is called Top Car. Yeah. Starring Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's a really good film. I've not seen it. Made for a very minimal budget. Well worth watching. Is that his biggest film? That's his only film as well. Yeah. Before that, yeah. yeah. It's like short films and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm quite surprised that given such a big project to an unknown. That's an issue we'll discuss in a minute. Right, okay. uh, so the story of this one is Spider-Man, it sets up after Civil War. You get a wee prelude to um, prologue of the Civil yeah. War. After that, it's basically Spider-Man in New York waiting for his next mission. Because yeah. Iron Man's ignoring him. Yeah. He's trying to be the friendly neighbour of Spider-Man. Yeah. At the same time, you have Michael Keaton playing the Vulture. Yeah. We've been put out of business by Damage Control, which I really like the reference to Damage Control. Damage Control. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, he's trying to basically buy up or steal um, the technology Chitari from... Chitari technology. Chitari yeah. Technology. yeah, he's trying to steal that to make other weapons. Yeah. It's why he's trying to shut this down. Yeah. In between that, he's also trying to not fail class and also compete in the, the, the decathlon, was it called? The, uh, yeah. The, 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 the decathlon, yeah. Starring um as Spider Man and Peter Parker, Tom Holland. Who is yeah, the nails at his own like you know he's in Spider-Man? I actually don't know the first time he came on my radar was at home. He's in Lost City of Z this year. Which I haven't seen. He's very good in that. Uh, he's also in The Impossible. That's from Hugh McGill. Yeah, he I plays a... It's a heartbreaking film. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough film. It was a good yeah. film. But he's excellent in that. He plays a young, young child in that. He must have been a kid then, but... Oh, he's like maybe like... I think he's like 21 now, so he yeah. might be 11, 12 years old. Yeah. That's what really he's really... He's probably not as old as that. I can't be kind of 10 years old that film, can it? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, and also in a film called How I Live Now, it's a really good, really good post-apocalyptic film that takes a really personal view of the, of the apocalypse. 
follow us on Nuclear War, which I'm the real kind of weird fetish for Nuclear War, which I'm enjoying the news right now. <laughs> but I really like how it lives now. Moving along, yeah. Um, also starting alongside that, we've got Michael Keaton as a vulture. Michael Keaton is my favourite fucking actor ever in the whole fucking history. So he's playing Adrian Toomes, aka the vulture. And we also have Marissa Tommy playing the most fuckable Aunt May you've ever seen in your life. Strangely enough, the night before Spider-Man, I had just watched the rest of it. Even more for some of the Spider-Man. Oh my god, she's got clothes on. What's going on? Tommy, phenomenal. Um, we have got John Favreau playing Happy Hogan again. Yeah, it's good to see him back, back again. Yeah. Uh, we've got RDJ playing Iron Man Tony Stark. Again, no, there wasn't that a lot. The, the trailer sells a lot more than it's in the movie, but yeah. it's fun when it is. We've also got Donald Glover. Was talking that guy? No, he's playing Adrian Davis, who I will explain to you in a minute without spoiling for you who he is. So you know one of the web to the Yes, but who he actually is in the Spider-Man universe is what is really interesting. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed, he was only in a little bit, but I enjoyed Tony Rivoli playing Flash Thompson. He was alright, that's the boy that was in the Grand Budapest. Also from what we liked a lot was Dope. Dope. He's a kid from Dope as well, which we both absolutely loved. Who played his friend? I don't know, I think the name of the kid, I can't remember his name now, but he was actually enjoyable. He was really fun, his comedy of course, he was... Worked really well. Really? You also got Zendaya, who I'm sure you must know from Nickelodeon from the kids. No, I don't know. No, she's a Nickelodeon girl. No, but we don't have that, we've got the kind of cheap channels. Okay. We've got Captain Network. Anyway, she's a big Nickelodeon girl, like she's like sort of like Hannah Montana level famous. Explain your single name. Yes. Yeah. And you also got Laura Harrier playing the main love interest, who's not anything. Double checks. Nah, this is like sort of like... Everyone says stuff. Kind of fake for as well, yeah. Uh, what do you like about it? I like that they seem to have eventually kind of grasped the fact that you need to have a kid playing a kid. Yes. So you had Tobey Maguire was 20 something, late 20s maybe when he did the Tobey Maguire was closer to 30 when I watched it, it was like, like yes. He, I mean he was, he was good and I think that was the kind of, at that time that was the first really kind of proper spider we'd ever got, so we took it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he never, he, he wasn't a teenager, he never believed that he was, you know, a 15 year old kid. I actually quite liked Tom Maguire. I mean, we had it later on. I quite liked him as Spider-Man uh, as um, Peter Parker, yeah, not so much as Spider-Man. But we'll get that later yeah. on. Do you like Tom Holland as Spider-Man? Yeah, Garfield. I liked as Spider-Man, but not as Parker. No, definitely not. Yeah. Holland. Um, you've got Glenn Dale. You've got all the clips of Spider-Man. But he, I mean, he looks like a fifteen-year-old kid. kid. Yeah. He, he, he does. You know, you can almost see the kind of spots in his face, and you know the, the trivial shit that's important to kids. You kind of see it in the movie. Through this marks to him, tells us that he gets a fuck as well. Yeah. yeah, you do get the sense that this Spider Man's a kid. You believe that? Absolutely, and that's yeah. thing you can hear the voice as well. He's like, at one point, he goes, hey, I'm Spider Boy. No, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. I'm a man, I'm a man. I'm a man. He's like, um, it was, it was funny, it was really, really sharp. I know Marvel, they've done with Ant-Man, you know, they kind of show they've got the kind of band there, it's sharp, but this was all the way fucking... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of writing, there's six writers on this thing. Right. You know, so there's a shit ton of writers on this, but also this has been through a lot of, you know, sort of drafts and redrafts to try and get this tone on it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming I like Tom Holland, I thought he was really yeah. good at Spider-Man, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed the fact that like, the Iron Man and Tony Stark was really limited. Yeah, because he, he didn't come in and steal the movie. 
yeah. 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 Almost. 
there must be reasoning behind why he was who he was. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think I'd like 
it's false spiding through a little bit too close. Yeah. 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 The Vulture isn't a carbon copy of Alpha Molina and Doc Ball, yeah. but there's a lot of similarities to the role. Definitely. And that's, yeah, so it's the originality parts there, not there. Also the part with the fact that the, the, the boat scene and the train scene yeah. do come quite similar. Is that a testament to Sam Raimi as a director? Do you think I do believe so, yeah. He's became almost a definitive Spider-Man. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it's... You go to Raimi for the reference. Yeah. You don't go to fucking comics anymore. Yeah, um, I think like, that was one of the things I had a problem with, which is no authorship on it. This is directed by, like we said before, by John Watts, the guy in the pop car. Obviously, clearly a very amicable director. He can yeah. do what he wants to do. Yeah. There's nothing in this film that stamps to me as being a John Watts film. It's, whereas you watch, Sa- you watch Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3, every freaking inch of those films is a Sam Raimi movie. But, yeah. Two in particular is a, is a goddamn, it's a 25th yeah. yeah, Sam Raimi movie. Do you think Red's in five years, ten, you look back and go, fuck, oh, yeah, that No, because yeah, same you watch like, the other Spider-Men, like the Spider-Man Amazing and Spider-Man 2, they were written by uh, Mark Webboy, Mark Webboy, boy, man. Um, there's nothing in them that really makes you think, oh, that's a really interesting director. It's a guy, you can give it to any Boston director who would probably do a similar job to that. I think so. So I think, again, Jaws, he's done a fine job to marshal all these troops together and make, and make this film. But I feel like he wasn't the best option for the film, so he was simply the, the option that was cheapest and available. That Marvel has always done recently, which is to people who work within their yeah. their framework, they don't want to get into a director who can maybe bring his own take to it. Like for example, when Edgar Wright was on Ant Man, yeah. there's maybe too much of an outside the box thinking there. They want guys who could maybe coerce and doing things their way. So do you think Marvel definitely? Do you think they control a lot of what you see? Marvel say we we want this. I agree, yeah. I absolutely think that, yeah. I'm going to assume that Marvel have final cut on this. What's his name, the Marvel producer? Okay, fake. fake. I think he would have final cut on this. I can't can't imagine any director in the Marvel Universe having final cut on a film. Okay, so he's like, it ends at fake, basically. I believe so, yeah. He says, stop fucking this. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Other than that, like, it pains me to see it. I didn't like Happy Hogan in it. Why? He he bored me in it. He didn't do a lot. He didn't do a lot, and I felt like he was... He looked very drunk. Infringing on scenes as opposed to being a part of a scene. Yeah. And he just, he just felt like it felt like you didn't need him there. Sometimes, yeah. But now and again, they had a couple of wee winks and nose to the camera and it was kind of, yeah, that's funny, you know what I mean? I, I kind of get it and it was all kind of bones of that, but yeah, definitely times that it was maybe shoehorned a bit. Yeah, but yeah. Too, he was also, he basically made an expedition guy at one point. Like, one point he's standing and going, we're moving all these weapons from Avengers Tower. They go, well, clearly that's what they're going to attack now. That's only the, yeah, he's expedition guy. That's yeah. all he is. Where's the story now, John? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, so like, you need yeah, to get some, yeah, like, 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 Oh, yeah, she, she's okay. Did you know in Iron Man, or was it? They referenced them in Civil War. They had a fight, man, that's all they're doing. They're not, yeah, they're not over, having a fight. 
Do you know what I mean? She kind of bulked up. Spoilers, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. And she bulked up and I was like, really? You know, did we fucking meet Gwyneth Paltrow here? And that was my reaction. And you thought, this film mostly stayed away from, like, let's just throw somebody into it. Aye. I mean, the reference a lot of shit, you know, Force, Magical Bell. There's a lot of references, of course, for Yeah, they don't throw the party. And Man Care of the Queen, I suppose. You know, they don't throw the party, but then she bulked up and I was like, even Cap in it. Cap's not in it, in it. No, yeah. It's, you know, it's from a video. You yeah. watch it, you watch him doing the public service. It's on a TV, on a TV. Ah, so it's like, it's that. You know, I thought at one point, when at one point, well, they go to the Avengers Mansion, which I was going expected. I thought they would have, let's say, Falcon walking past. Nothing. You know, we don't do anything. I mean, I thought it was really smart. Yeah. Keep it a Spider-Man movie. This is Spider-Man. We know he's going to be an Avenger at some point, but, you know, now it's fucking Spider-Man. Then how it goes down your life. Yeah, that's only kind of, feel like a fisted sort of carry one take like ah I really need that definitely yeah. but no Stan Lee's camera for example I was no problem with that was one of his better ones it was really brief it was brief yeah. didn't add anything to the plot no. but he got him in there had a wee chuckle Stan Lee yeah, yeah, yeah move on yeah. Yeah. nothing even a better half there's all the Stan Lee yeah you're not, you're not building a film round what he's doing in a film which just got done in the past like, yeah. I don't need that shit I want you to pop up style and walk off yeah. and that was fine I'm happy with that one anyway. I think John Favreau I get what you mean yeah maybe it was funny on occasion. It was. A few funny lines, a few funny moments, a few funny interactions with Tom Holland, but yeah, overall, yeah. Like you said, my dislikes of this film are pretty minor. You know, it's nothing yeah. too major, you know, everything around it is absolutely fine. Um, out of 10, what are you giving it? I give it an 8 out of 10. Fair enough, I give it a, a low 4. A 5? A 5, yeah. It's a shit ton of fun. I enjoyed yeah. it all the way through it. No issues with it, but I don't have any else to go and see it again straight away. Not straight, I think I will, but yeah, not, not immediately. Yeah. Maybe in a couple of weeks possibly, but I don't want to go tomorrow and see it. No, exactly. I know there will be people that will be like fucking on their, their fourth or fifth unit already. Yeah. No, I want to run it brief first, revisit and see, see what I missed with you and stuff like that. But enjoyable. Right, on. So, I happen to know that you've done a ranking of the Spider-Man films. I have, yes. Um, now, this ranking doesn't include the fucking awesome Nicholas Hammond. I'm going to, we're going to discuss that then, because now we're going to move on to the other Spider-Man films, the yes. Spider-Verse you want, okay? Yeah. So, Spider-Man was created in 1962, you know that? Yep, by Mike Ditka and Stan Man fucking Steve Ditko, not Mike, Steve Ditko. Oh, is that your Sorry. Did Mike Ditka, is No. Steve Ditko, who is more responsible for the look and the visual style, yeah. Lee was involved for the more scripting and the wording and the description and that, okay? Um, so, as you probably know yourself, it's been in, it's been on TV, movies, yes. a lot. Um, I remember, fucking fond memories, the 1977 Spider-Man with Nicholas Hammond. That was Amazing Spider-Man from 1977. Yes. Um, uh, which spawned a TV series, a few TV movies, and then it died. Can you name all three movies of that genre? It was 77, so 81. Something about Dragon. One was Good show, yeah. It was, it was Spider-Man, the, the, the first one, which was Amazing Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. It was Amazing Spider-Man Strikes Back. And then... Return the Dragon? No, it was Amazing Spider-Man and the Dragon's Challenge. Dragon's Challenge, Challenge. yes. Um, this Spider-Man was basically a guy with an island suit and swimming goggles. Uh, that, that, that was... Uh, I've not seen them really good. No, no. Even for the goal. For its time, it was passable. It, no. it was good that it was Spider-Man. Because you were like, fuck, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. So you would forget, it's not Batman. You know, you're yeah. like, fuck, it's terrible, but it's Batman. It's yeah. terrible, but it's fucking Spider-Man. Right. So he had swimming goggles around the fucking... 
It was ill fitting, it looked fucking terrible. When he climbed up walls, it was, you know, walking on the fucking floor with a camera. Right, okay. Yeah, well, like, 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 you went like pajamas essentially, so I buy my pajamas, yeah. There was a lot, a lot of travel about right. it, it was fucking dreadful. Um, Nicholas Hammond, though, was a yeah. handsome guy who I believe was a child star in the sound of music. Was he? Yeah. Yes, he was. I did not know this. <laughs> you know, of Nicholas Hammond is more than I have. I have literally Nicholas Hammond's voice by the man. But, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of fearsome blue eyes, kind of handsome guy. He's here, so he's here and thought it was it was, it was terrible for me. Did you see him in the cinema or did you see him in the TV? I don't think he got some releases. I didn't get some releases yet. No, yeah. only on the TV. I remember this. I story. think Strikes Back and Dragon Tower basically extended. They were two part series. Yeah, the film yeah. version, yeah. But you, you saw him on the TV, not the I saw him on the TV. Never, I mean, I think I must have been there when I was 12, 13, whatever that is, when I started watching it. It was fucking great fun. So the 78 cartoon movie, is that where the theme song came from? No, that's before that. Anything. No, I'm after that. No, I'm sure there's one before that. Um, I remember watching this on TV a few years ago. Yeah, I remember the TV, I remember the cartoon. Like, I remember the cartoon. There's a scene in the cartoon where Spider Man's chasing something through a cave. The cave's six foot high and Spider Man is swinging through the cave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, seriously, dude, he's fucking swinging through a cave six foot high. This is the cartoon, yes. This is the cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, he's swinging through the fucking jungle. Right, okay. I enjoyed that in the, in the new film actually, the fact he's in the suburbs at one point. Yeah, I thought it was really funny, yeah. Nothing's going for us. Yeah, yeah, anyway. That's Dean Cumberland, and it's got loads of wee little guns. There's no way to find my crazy swing. Can you imagine if I went just scraping his ass every time he swings? Could have been Captain Cumberland. I love the nice touch. So, Phoenix Spider-Man, you remember the 78, 70, 70, 81 bad early movie. TV show, yeah. Cartoon movie in 78. Right. That's maybe where the theme tune came from, which was nicely referenced in the new movie. I like that. Movie, yes, I enjoyed that. Well done, uh, not Danny Elfman, who was it was doing it, who was he? I done, um, it was Pat Gatino, Gatino, yeah, he was doing it. Good school. Um, after that, Spider Man hit developmental hell. Yes, I'm sure that at one point they were touting Tom Cruise as Spidey and Bob Hoskins as Vulture, no, as Doc Ock. Doc Ock, yes. Which, you know what? I don't fucking want to see it, don't you? I don't want to see it for that shit. Canon Film had it at one point. Remember Canon Film, the real kind of bad movie they had it at one point in the because Roger Corman fucking had his hands on it. Yeah. It's fine, God, they never touched yeah. um, it. At this point, Marvel was going through all hell and couldn't basically try to raise money anyway because we're selling on rights to anybody who would take rights. This is around the time of Marvel at the time, isn't it? Right, well, they did. Most of Angle Street, yeah, really struggling. Yeah. Uh, also, at one point, the one film I would love to have seen that never happened was Jim Cameron had his hands on it at one point. After T2, right? Yeah. And he was going to make a Spider-Man. He's done a treatment, I think, a yeah. major treatment for it. And he was all involved getting to that but I think it stalled on apparently his deal regarding the the, the rights to it. Okay. He had a he had a huge rights to Terminator with regarding like likeness and not likeness but um, if you put Terminator on any sort of anything else he gets a kickback on it. Right. He wanted something on including the Spider-Man anything to do with his Spider-Man logo if you put on this new so film. He's pulling a George Lucas on this one. Essentially yes he wanted something kickback yes. from that yeah. uh, because that is stalled and James Cameron done other things. How do you think Cameron's Spider-Man would be? I think 
I mean, I'm, Cameron's going to fight the great side of all time, and Cameron can do pretty much anything he wants. Um, and you think he's only done about 10 films in his life, and yeah. every one has been an awesome, like an absolute hit. Do you think he would have brought him a Kismo to anymore? Possibly. Like, I'll be back. I think he would have brought a really good Wayne Stacey or, or Mary Jane to it for a start. Possibly, yeah. He probably made them more key roles than I can do. Cameron could write a female character like no one else can, but any more a man in Hollywood can. I bet you he would have cast Lance Hamilton in the movie somewhere. Um, just then. He, he would have vulture, surely. Possibly, yeah. 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 Absolutely, he would have vulture. He would have been a good vulture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who would have had his Spider-Man at the time? You know, it would really interesting back in the day. Oh, when this is in the 80s? Yeah, well, late 80s. No, T2 came out in 93. Yeah, Chris and fucking Slater. Good shit. I don't think I could slip a good shout from back in the day. I would voice that to the fucking Chris. Slater, anything. So, Spider-Man Hell for Spider-Man. Eventually, in 2002, they came out with Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire, created by my favourite, Sam Raimi. I think it's a crackingly good movie. Fucking genius film. I've watched it recently and I still enjoy it immensely. There's no doubt there's problems with it. One or two scenes, like the scene where Spider-Man's bringing Mary Jane's whole body. It looks fucking dreadful now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the costume was that that's became the, the spider costume because yeah. it was never that costume beforehand. My biggest issue with that film was actually not Spider-Man, it was actually um, Green Goblin. Defoe. Because Defoe's a, a phenomenal actor, there's yeah. no doubt that. You don't take one of the most phenomenal actors on the planet, one of the most um, patient, one of the most facially expressive, interesting actors on the planet and put them behind a metal mass that doesn't move. Uh, put some lager for me again. You don't put the most expressive actor in probably of the last 20 years into a metal mass that doesn't move. Right, the brother mentioned that apparently there's a screen test out there where he's wearing like more of a kind of rubber mask. Yes. Makeup and shit. Oh. It's fucking horrific. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what Green Goblin for him should have been. Was it too scary? Is that the problem? Possibly. Because this has got to be everyone's fucking movie. That is true. That film was made when you can't love it to death. Christine Hoddy was supposed to death. Who shows up? Now, back then, you can. Now you can. Yeah. So a, this was a, this was before the big Hollywood boom. Yeah. I think X may have been out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe X two is maybe hit. Maybe possibly. Possibly both. Blade had definitely been out. But, but um, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like fucking. But you see, see how many genius actors. You watch movies do that scene in the mirror when he's talking to himself. And he's like, oh my god, that is a goblin. That, yeah. That's yeah, but you put me in the mask, the voice is still there, but you yeah. lose the facial expression, and that's yeah. how I get into that film. Yeah. Other than that, I really enjoy it. It was a bit hilarious at the time, but that's the problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, it was fucking beautiful. Film. It's a cracking film. It's a great introduction to Spider-Man. We'll forget, we won't care about the fact that Spider-Man was 30 years old in it by all accounts. They had organic webs. Well, I mean, that's thing I like. I love organic webs. People don't like organic webs. No, I, I like web shows. I, I like organic webs. It's the geek that makes his own shit. I like organic webs. It makes yeah. more sense to me. But anyway, I like organic webs. Uh, I also like that you watch it back now. You've got um, 
the guy from True Blood, who was a really handsome man who was carrying his name. Joe Magnelia. He plays Flash Thompson. Oh, does he? Yeah, he made a revisit this time. He's got you semi just in there. He's also got Elizabeth Banks playing Betty Brandt. That's right, yeah. Yes. In one of her first roles. And also, you've got probably the best thing in the full film, which is J. John Jameson. Played by. I forget his name now, I've totally forgot his name. J. John Jameson is played by Whiplash. Is that another one? Is that yeah, Whiplash? Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name now. Yeah, that's the one. We'll come back to that in a second. I, honestly, I was absolutely. He's obviously played Christian Bond as well at some point. Fuck, oh, this is embarrassing, I can't remember this guy's name. But he's the best thing in the whole entire film. He's phenomenal. We love him in every. J.K. Sims. J.K. Sims, that's it. They've got great reviews. They're fucking. They've got great reviews. They've got great reviews. They've got great J.K. Simmons brings light to anything he touches. He does, but he owns this film in every way. Um, every film he's in, but he does a lot, and he just pops in a few scenes, and it just steals your heart. Yeah, there's still a film, so you're an absolute scene stealer. Um, and he's done it in that. Um, Spider-Man 1 took us on to, because it was so successful, they let him make a second one, which was fucking phenomenal. Spider-Man 2 is probably one of the greatest, in fact, it's not the greatest, in my opinion, superhero movie or comedy movie going. Is fucking I adore it every way. Absolutely, yeah. almost perfect. Straight from the start to the finish. Yeah. I think it means Jill had her first fight after this film. Really? Because we went and saw it together, and then straight after I went, I'm going to go see with Chris and our friend Chris and the Martin, and I had to leave for it. We, we don't need your plans. I don't care what your plans. I'm going to go see this film. I Chris and Martin. It's that train scene. That that's the. Oh no, that train scene. It's a, tra- it's a scene in the, the the hospital room for me. That is well, but no, the, the, the train scene is just fucking beautiful. Tracy's awesome. Your favourite part of Spider-Man 2 was, you said, the, the train scene. The train scene is just breathtaking. You're talking just a bit when he's holding the train back, I mean the whole fight before it. The whole fight the whole before, before it, yeah. Leading up to holding it back, the aftermath and, you know, health and everything is just, it's just fucking, I'm breathless when I watch it. Yeah. Properly, I'm like, you know, like, but I don't realise that stops and I'll kind of breathe out and like, yeah. You know, that, that really moved me along. Yeah, I watched them all very recently, so I'm going to rank them, which we'll do later. Um, and I generally, it's a cracking scene, it's a phenomenal scene. Um, it works so, so well. It's a great action scene as well. You get the, the ether of both characters as well at the same time. Um, but for me, the scene in the movie, and it, it's, it is a scene when Doc Ock comes alive in the, the surgery. Yeah, yeah. It is pure Sam Raimi. Yeah. It's Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, but on a massive budget. Yeah. And I love every inch of it. What really made the movie. I suppose what it is, is, is Melina, his performance. Yeah, it's a great, it's fucking, it's a lovely performance, it's, it's a very subtle, yeah. all, it's very sympathetic performance, because you understand he's a heartbroken man. To take such a character, like a yeah. lone character, and to, to give it so much depth and feeling. If you get, you know, he disappears for about half hour of the movie as well, because yeah. the whole love story thing would be Peter uh, trying to deal with Mary Jane and stuff like that. Yeah. So he disappears for a good half hour of the film, but he comes back into it, you right, you're still involved with the He character. really does make it, without him, it'd be an Absolutely, I think with him, he just elevates to this yeah. fucking blockbuster superhero film. I would say also Sam Raimi's direction, also Revelation, it's also written by Sam Raimi as well, yeah. but you know, Alan, Alan Sargent as well directs it as well. So there's a lot of effort there. I think it's it is a great, great superhero movie. Possibly, yeah. It could have been one of the best, not the best, top three. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a great movie. It's a great, it's almost like a great family film. Yeah. It's a great blockbuster, it's a great, it's a great popcorn movie, it's a great, not Orange, it's a great 
great sort of like continuation movie and you get that character as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's to me, it works all the way through. And, on a wee side note, I was out shopping yesterday with my wee boy and we went into CEX. Yeah. And we bought Spider-Man 2 for the GameCube. Nice. And it has a wee shot. Bruce Campbell's doing the yeah. Bruce Campbell's doing the new show. Well, jump off the building. Do you think I tell you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the game holds up really well. I, I, I had an anger from that game. I think I broke about four or five oh, control bags. Stuff that you can just run about New York. Yes. There's people screaming for help and you just just climb up the FST. Fuck you. Yeah. Climb up the FST. It's only you jump off it. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. It's an absolute roll. Yeah, but, and it only costs us four bucks. That I mean that's, that's four quid well spent. Yeah. I'll play that. Yeah. You'll play that forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's four quid of sheer enjoyment and fun. Sheer fucking fun. Um, from that. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, which I watched in the last five days. Wait, I don't think it's as bad as movies fuckers say it. I am going to go along with that as well. It is not as bad. The fight, like, it's clearly two movies. Mm. There's a movie there that Sam Raimi wanted to make. Yeah. And there's a movie there that the producers and the studio wanted to make as well. Yes. And they never really properly condensed together. Which to me makes no sense because the fuck Spider-Man 2 is every edge of Sam Raimi film and every part of the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And it works. Why not let this man do what he wants? He's proven twice yeah. now. He, he can do what he wants to do. He can do it. You know what? Yeah. Let him go. You make a Sandman villain who's, to be honest, a little bit dull in it and not really got anything to it. He kind of goes for the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. You've got a goblin who's not a goblin. James Franco phones it in. I, I like James Franco. He, he fucking phones he it in. He is by poor the shit in this. Totally. Yeah. Um, he, as he is in Spider-Man 2, in fact, he's quite bipolar as well. He just seems like he's just sleepwalking through the show fucking movie. I know, definitely sleepwalking. He just sort of, every scene's always a different reading of the film. Yeah, you know? He has a Spider-Man 2 as well, he's like, how you doing Pete? And how's your buddy Spider-Man? He's like, oh shit. <laughs> well, that's the same sentence, it turns from happy guy to angry guy, which is like half a second. Franco? It's Franco. Yeah, Franco yeah, yeah, yeah. James Franco, um, again, too late to phone down. I think he phoned it in, but I think he was a little bit one of those guys who sort of like, he had an idea what he wanted to do. But I can imagine there's a, an edit out there where there's like an edit where he's fully angry. Which is Nicholas Cage's in a whole yes. fucking And there's an edit where he's fully calm the whole film. And rather than sticking to the same edit, there's a thing, I'll pull that one, I'll pull this one, and then I'm gonna get this we'll just join like holy shit. Frankly fucking like schizophrenic over the place, you know. Um, um Topher Grace was the biggest like there the Yeah, he's not there. Grace was just miscast. He was taken from success yeah, fucking. So, I've never seen the 70 show. 70 show is very funny and I like it a lot. Um, I never knew him at all up until that point. Right. Um, that's what his mad production was based. Okay. Um, no, I just feel like maybe it wasn't, but to me it was miscast because maybe it's well, he le- I think he left the 70 show to do this and that I would anger him and that because the 70 show did take a dip once he left. Right. So I feel like I don't like him if I were doing that, but yeah, he, just, he never really, he didn't really believe him as a badass for a start. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't really believe him as Eddie Brock either. I felt like, ah, oh, he just they're kind of dull and it's obvious that somebody did not want him yeah. in the film either and that was pretty clear as well who played Hayden not Hayden Christensen it's Thomas Christian Anderson or something Thomas Hayden Christensen maybe yes Thomas Christian Anderson maybe the guy who wrote Mermaid I like him <laughs> Hans Christian Anderson Thomas Hayden Anderson yeah that's him um, I, I feel like his face really emotes and, and you feel for him because you know it's his daughter and it goes for the heartstrings and it works because he's got that remote face 
It wasn't kind of first superhero film to do the whole when they put more one bad guy into it. Well, uh-huh. Batman Returns done it as well, and also Batman Returns yeah. some dumb bullshit now. I feel like it's sort of a rejig of that. Like let's try and go with a few bad guys. This went three, but uh-huh. yeah, Goblin, Sandman, and Venom as well. And we're all kind of winning. Then Venom and Spider-Man, I guess, the kind of dick bad guy as well, almost. Yeah, Dick Move Parker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 the thing in the film was because of the films, it's done well at the box office. We can't argue that it's done well at the box office. But what's fair about it was obviously critical response to it. Sam Raimi said that he, he felt the studio was well, he's like, I don't want to do another one. Yeah. You lose the Spider Man 4, who'd already cast with Anne Hathaway playing Black Cat. You had Larry David apparently been tapped for the Vulture, which would have been really interesting and bizarre to see. And you thought it was a missed opportunity. A bit like the James Cameron, you go, that would be a really interesting film. I've liked to have seen that. Yeah, it's really Remy, you know, even after Remy walked away from this, or didn't walk away, but after this film, he took a pretty much. I think he's done Drag Me to Hell, which I enjoyed, which I loved a lot. Yes. Before he went to Big Studio again, it was, what is it, Oz? The, the Return to Oz? Return to Oz, I think, yeah. Or Oz the Great Powerful. Oz the Great with James Franco, yeah. yeah. You know, he, did, you know what, he produced a lot of films in that time, but he did a lot of horror films, and uh, never okay. actually got the problem. Pop quiz, Hillshot. Yeah. Pop quiz. Okay. Three cameos, Bruce Campbell, four. In the three films? Yes. Um, in the first one, he plays the ring announcer. Yes. In the second one, he plays the usher at the door. Maitre d', yeah. And the third one, he plays the maitre d' in the restaurant. Well done, That's an easy one. That's well so obvious. That's, that's, that's so obvious. Well done. You happy with what you've done that? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, Raimi's, I mean, Raimi, we can, well, press the Spider-Man 3 throughout it. I didn't hate it as much as I hated it when I first saw it. I rewatched it recently and I actually didn't dislike it. It's still not a huge film, but it's not a great film either. It still gives you fucking Venom, regardless of how yeah. shit it is. Yeah, Venom on screen. You see fucking Venom, Venom on screen. For any kind of self-claim nerd out there, it's totally see Venom. Hard on the Venom. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there before taking me a match. But for Ruby's trilogy, he did do Spider-Man 2, which is, again, like I said, one of the greatest books I guess. Gareth, anything he was ever done, Spider-Man 2 is phenomenal. Um, and that took his own two. Five years later, yeah. Andrew Garfield, five years later, they took a big gap, um, and we got the amazing Spider-Man. Amazing. Was that amazing? Or it was not amazing. It was not amazing. It was not amazing. It wasn't even bad. It just wasn't amazing. I guess you know, I watched this film recently. The thing I watched again and realised there's absolutely zero fun in this film. It's serious. Very poor face. Very, very poor face. Yeah. You know, it's always it's in that dark night where like we're gonna have to be really serious about shit. It's like you're talking about a guy who was bitten by a radioactive spider. This shit cannot be serious. It should be fun. It should be fun. Um, Garfield, Shit Peter Parker, yes. on screen as Spider-Man, when he's swimming about, it's fucking amazing. He's just sitting in the car with the robber, and he's like, um, uh, um, he's sitting in the car with the robber, he's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, yeah. Are you going to try to escape? Like, a lot of fun as Spider-Man. 
it really kind of gave Andrew sort of notes on gave him a few chops and stuff like that and people didn't notice him after that because he went to Spider-Man 2 well but, yeah Spider-Man 2 is I think an abomination best thing about Spider-Man fucking 2 was the end of the franchise of Spider-Man no it was that song Something Zuma um, by Fog Foster ok which is a big kind of theatrical song with a big love song in it well ok best thing in it other than that yeah, yeah I mean I'm, I don't understand your Jamie Foxx hatred because I quite like Jamie Foxx yeah, but on this film I will I will stand by your Jamie Foxx he is awful in this movie fucking dreadful start to finish yeah you even have the rhino in it who's a nothing character in it throw away part the fucking rhino you don't throw away the fucking rhino with Paul Giamatti I thought you were an Oscar he's an Oscar winning actor who goes for it yeah he's like the Nicholas Cage of fucking he begged for this one he's Cage he begged for it he wanted this one more he hasn't begged for it on like Saturday night TV he's like here's two minutes yeah if you make the whole film round him and went yes enough I'll do this Dan DeHaan the other fucking hand was brilliant huh no he wasn't no, I'm sorry, no. Jonathan, guys. No, 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 he wasn't. The hand is here. No, he wasn't. No. <laughs> Dane the hand. No, Dane the hand is like I said before. He's a he's a DiCaprio clone that's either been kept in the incubator either too long or not long enough. I'm not entirely sure, but he fucking creeps me out. I won't fucking treat him. No, no. I thought he was great. I loved Dane the hand, and I thought he does a really good role as Harry Osborne. No, I enjoyed his Harry Osborne. Not buying it at all. Nothing redeemable about that Taylor Steen Trap movie. Maybe more so that I enjoyed. Franco. No, Franco's yeah. at least, Franco's doing something. You don't know what he's doing? No, the hand's, he's doing something. The hand's got the hand. No, not the hand. The hand job? Yeah, okay. I'm moving <laughs> on. I'm not going to spend any more time on Spider-Man 2 because, uh, I mean Spider-Man 2 because it's awful. Um, if you were to rank them, what's your number one right now? Of all Spider-Man movies? I we, think we're both going to say the same thing here. I'm going to say Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 is still the best of them all, yes. Still the best of them all. Um, There's a decent sized gap, then Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah, to me, behind that is Spider-Man, the first Sam Raimi one. Yeah, okay. Behind that, I'll give a bit of credit to Amazing Spider-Man 1. Only because Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 2. That's only the why, yes. Because out of the three fucking evils, that's the least. Yes, yes. After that, I put Spider-Man 3. I put it slightly above Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, is awful. Yeah, and then Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2, yeah. Fucking least time we had three shots before he kind of died away. It wasn't really his fault. No. But this one he had two shots, they fucked it. Yeah, and it's, it was awful. It's an awful, awful, awful movie. And moved on from here, we've got projected Infinity Wars. Spider-Man. Here Infinity War. And a Spider-Man sequel as well. Yes, but I think Spider-Man sequel, interestingly, is not within the, the MCU. So it's going to be standalone. Do you think so? I think his involvement in Infinity War will be the last involvement he's got in the MCU, unless they're renegotiating the contract, obviously. Because Venom movie that's coming out, apparently, has no connection to this Spider-Man universe. Is Spider-Man going to end the Venom movie? No, they said no. No? Do you want to see Venom movie about Spider-Man? Venom's an interesting character. I mean, I can't put him alongside Carnage as well. I mean, these two guys, Tyler, like, are, are visually and really interesting and fun characters. Can this sustain a 90 minute to 2 hour movie? I'm going to suggest but probably even, not. Even Suicide Squad had that man. It did, yes. Yeah, I think, I think you need to, for me personally, I don't know, I think the Spider-Man universe have been there. I mean, I'm not the few of you. Even you know, there's Spider-Man swing past I'm not the few of you, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. But I don't, they said no to this. There's nothing to say the Infinity War film will push Spider-Man into a different dimension. So you can't say, like really Spider-Man on Earth. You can't say Earth 2, because that's DC owns that, but like, say... <laughs> 
Spider Verse number one. Yeah. You know, they like me that. But they have, but they have said the Spider Man sequel will not be involved or not connected to the wider MCU. Okay. Interesting, they're going Carnage because Carnage in the comics is quite a bit after Venom. Yeah. So they're basically starting off halfway through. So there must be. I think they're looking at it because Venom and Carnage look similar. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for hero, as well. Yeah, that's suppose anti hero. I think they're going to make it. I think they might make Venom the, the hero in this film, which I think is it's stupid because, because you've not built enough around him already to make him a hero. You know, even something like the Raptors in Jurassic World, that took three films to get him to be a hero. Do you know what the worst thing about Venom movie is? Don't fucking not Tom Harley. Tom Harley will be good at it. No, he will not. Tom Harley's fucking diabolical. Tom Harley's not diabolical. What? Because that's my question before. What is your dislike of Tom Harley? He's just a dick. Tom Harley steal a lady from you or something in the past? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe when I was a kid he babysat me. Yeah, you touched or something. Yeah, yeah. You think you're older than Tom Harley? I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like you the one who tried to touch Tom Harley from Harley's rejection. He said no. Yeah, he said you actually angry at him. No, Tom Harley's a good actor. Terrible. I don't think I can't understand him half the time, but then... I just think he's a you know what? Sometimes his, his accent's a bit ropey, but at least he attempts him. It's not like Sean Connery. No. Do you know what I mean? Harley commits to what he's doing, yeah. Sean Connery, Connery I bet, fucking better than Harley's going to be. No. Even now. I mean, what now? No. No. I'm fucking... I'm Tom Harley's a genius. Genuine sort of like an A-lister right now, taking on a, a role as stupid as Venom. That's interesting. He doesn't fucking mean, you know, fucking why not just fucking go cool hog and be fucking Venom? He's an idiot. So he's not. Anyway, moving on. All this week's film, what you'd recommend to go see would be. The obvious answer is Spider-Man, but do you know what? Watch Ultra. Watch what Ultra? Yeah, watch Ultra is on a whole. Watch Ultra. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in the cinema and see something Spider-Man, we'll go Spider-Man's going to be there for a while as well, but do you know what? Watch it and you'll be surprised you'll be like, do you know what? I feel richer for that. We have to find this. But yeah, I would see that. No, go see Ultra. Spider-Man says there, don't worry, you'll see Spider-Man anyway. Fucking go and see Ultra. Ultra is fantastic. Spider-Ham. <laughs> uh, personally, I was talking to see Baby Driver before I see any of them. Yes, it's still out, and I think that's what it was. Which, um, quickly, I've seen Baby Driver in 40. Did you enjoy it? It was. I was violent. It was violent. Really yeah. I could smell smoke um, and stuff like that. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it the second time around just as much as I did the first time. I've not seen it the second time yet. I need to go see it the second time. Fucking fun. And if you want, you've not done 4D before? No, is it worth it for the 4D? Yeah. Do it. Possibly that's one that I can get stuck on. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you can have. It moves well with the movie. Did you not go 2D, 4D? Two, it wasn't there 3D. There is no 3D version of it though. So it's not basically still just 3D, but... No, it's 2D, but the seats move around. So you don't get 3D imagery, but the seats move around the connection with what's happening. It's good. It's good fun. So it's, like, it's like a theme park ride, it is, yeah. but it's a bit big. It's a good movie. Is that way you watch the second view around the first view? Yeah. yeah. First one, you think, yeah, you just want to chill and watch it. Second one, you're like, you know, this is fun. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get thrown around now and it's going to crash and punch in the back. That's like, yeah. Okay, I will consider it. It's a wee bit extra money, but yeah, we do it. I'm still against it. Yeah. I am morally against 4DX to be honest. Do, you know do it fucking once. If you want to do it once, this is your No, probably not. Yeah. Um, out next week we have. Oh, okay. We have the Apes movie. The War for the Planet of the Apes Conquesting of. Is that not the longest movie title? 
I mean, apart from the, the one out recently this year, out, is uh, the three signs outside of something Missouri or something like that. It's a new get to or something like that. Anyway, the war for the Planet of the Apes, that's out on Wednesday. So we'll see that. Um, other than that, because of all the big releases, there's actually very little on this week. Um, there is Song to Song, the new Terrence Malick film. Terrence Malick become weirdly efficient in his movie making recently. Malick is, yeah, you've got to like Malick, to like Malick if you go, if you go in thinking I'm going to go watch this movie unexpected for Well see, I've seen Malick a few times in cinema and I saw it one time I saw it in a cinema by myself on a Monday morning at 11 o'clock and it was genuinely one of the most beautiful people I've had in my life. But that's Malick. Yeah. yeah it is. That's like a Malick moment. Yeah. It's just you sitting there yourself the, watching a fucking Malick movie. Well, it's true life I saw it. Was, it was, yeah. This is unbelievable beautiful but it's like, so fucking odd. Why am I just here myself? Yeah, it was the kind of film that was it made for me. There's a story about True Life apparently where Malik did the show in Italy and they mixed up the reels of film. So they showed reel one, then reel three, then reel two. And no one noticed there's something wrong. Malik can't fucking yeah. do that. So his new film is called Song to Song. Okay. It's not getting much of a wide release unfortunately, so it's probably a DVD or a, a, a Netflix at yeah. some point. We have uh, Tommy's Honor coming out. It's a, I think it's a Scottish or New Zealand film, Scottish is a joint production about the history of golf. Which is, I think it's where golf kind of pioneers of golf. Yes. That's the end, it's 17th century maybe? 18th century. Yeah. It's got Peter Mullen in it, it's got Sam Neill in it. Okay. And written by Jason Connery. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was Robin Hood, Robin of fucking Sherwood. He is, of course. I would say he's Sir Sean's son. Yeah, Robin of Sherwood. Yeah. I would say that was barely Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the locks for it. And we've also got The Last Word now, which is a Shirley MacLaine movie. Okay. And Amanda Seyfried. 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 Yeah. It looks weird. She does look a bit like Gollum. She has got Gollum over there, yeah. Yeah, Ted Two. Eyes are too far apart, yeah. Ted Two Plants, I do remember his look. Fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, or the attractive bit in an odd way. You're not really sure. Yeah, yeah. That's how as well. But like I said, because of Wonder Woman's still out, Transformers is still killing it in cinema. Spider-Man. Spider-Man just came out. Red Week release means it's still carrying over. So, the big one hopefully try and see you next week is Eight Together Strong Eight Together Strong um, and we'll hopefully hear that next week yeah um, so if you do have any questions queries or you want to say hi anything to us we are at you can find us on Twitter Facebook and Gmail at 3 Beers and a Movie that's number 3 Beers and a Movie so and at gmail is at gmail.com at gmail.com and if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud go on and rate us because yeah. the more you rate us the more people can hear it and yeah. say me having to tweet a thousand people to try and understand who it's going to be. Let us know what you think. Any contributions you've got, feel free to let us know. Uh, This has been Richard, I've been Colin. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.